Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast. We've got a lot to cover today. Got a lot of crazy news, some sad news. Yeah. Some, some great overall sports content coming your way. Yeah, I've been sick for the last week, so I watched a lot of sports. Been able to you watch anything up. else? Like the news and stuff? I watch stuff, okay? Hmm. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Remember, this is PG-13, folks. Yeah, no, some um, of the things they cover on the news is just tough. Yeah, sad. exactly. But anyways, so we just got done watching the University of Tito Rockets fail miserably yet again. And I am not a fan of the coach of the Toledo Rockets. I think he needs to um, be let go. I think he has embarrassed university yet again. And yet... Well, you're going to like to know that he's been signed for another five years. Because, again, that's the be- That's obviously Toledo's fine with just being a second-round conference tournament loss team. And, you know, because I'm sure all these teams are going to try to grab... Oh, their coach. So, again, disappointing. We were going to go to the game tomorrow, but um, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe just because I'm a fan, and that's how all fans are when your team loses. But I just – I've Stephen can vouch. I've been saying it for a long time, and I don't – Stephen's not necessarily been the biggest supporter, but just kind of just whatever. Well, whatever. He resurrected the program, so I would say I'm a Here we go I'm with the resurrection thing. Anyways, well, at some point you got to do more than just resurrect a program too. Um, especially well, he took a program from nothing that's won the, the regular season three times and has the most wins in program history twice now. And, and he stays long enough for the most history, most wins in history ever. Yeah, at that's all right. As long as it, it, getting the tournament's not a thing you care about, then that's good. I'm glad well, we got next year. So, no seniors. Oh, next year. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that before. How many times? <laughs> so I've known you for seven years now. And how many times have you said that to me? Every year. That doesn't. That's a terrible argument. No, it's not. Well, you go hire somebody else that wins games. Then he's won twenty six games this year. He won the MAC last year. He was a MAC player last year. Coaching has to matter somewhere along the line, and something's going on. I think it'd be a terrible decision, but I guess that's your decision. So I mean, good thing you're not in charge. Well, it's time for him to go. Time for Toledo to um, maybe set some better priorities and try to figure something out. But goodbye, Toledo. You weren't worth the tournament, anyways. Good riddance. That's how I feel. (laughs) How I feel? That's good to know. Yeah, I'm done with them. Okay. I take Ohio State over Toledo right now. <laughs> I would take that too. Michigan over Toledo? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, anyways, there you go. There's a bit of frustration. Toledo fans. Um, the women lost as well today. Again, had this great season. Basically, for Toledo fans, next year doesn't matter if they win or lose. As long as they finish in the top eight, they got to figure a way to win three games in March and make it to the tournament. So don't waste your time watching any games next year. Just watch three games in March or two of them. There we go. That's how I feel. Okay. You got it covered, apparently. (laughs) Anyways, well, the good thing is, the best thing about not having, and Stephen texted me this today, the best thing about not having teams, or was tweeting about this, the best thing about not having your team in the fight is it's kind of more enjoyable. Um, especially when it comes to filling out a bracket because um, every time you fill out those brackets, you just want to keep pushing Michigan and Ohio State further and further along. But yeah. it's probably not going to happen for Michigan to make the tournament, and Ohio State's probably going to be that seven seed, play that 10 seed, and if they get lucky and win the first game, play the second seed second, you know, in the first weekend and be out. So um, I, I think I might actually have a chance to win the pool challenge this year. Why do you think that? Because I'm not going to be picking Ohio State. Do you usually pick Ohio State to go? Oh, God, yeah. Oh. That's that's my that's my issue most of the time. Well, I guess you got a 50-50 chance. It depends on how many people you go into a pool with, I guess, so. Well, what if it's just you and I? 50-50 chance. You think I'll beat you? Hell no. Oh, okay. But anyways, um, so the Big Ten tournament's going on. As we just said, Ohio State and Michigan were both bounced. Michigan suffered embarrassing loss in the second half. Ohio State suffered yet another embarrassing loss to a team that wasn't even above 500. I think that's their third in their last five games or something. So um, pretty disappointing for both of our, for all of our teams, I guess. Michigan, Ohio State, and Toledo. 0-3, oh, 1-3 last two days. Just not good. So anyway, so now let's get off of this soap opera box and talk about the good teams, the teams that have a chance to win. And what I texted you today is, I think the most interesting thing is all these teams can't wait to get out of conference. 
play some teams from different conferences and see what happens. But I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, I, literally, you could probably pick, if there's 68 teams in that bracket, you probably, there's probably 30 teams, I think, that realistically could make it to the Final Four. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just going to take a shot here, a foul here, a call there, and I think they're going to have a chance to make it. Yeah, it's the, one of the more diverse years in college basketball, at least since I've been following basketball, and I don't have like a, you know, a team that I feel like is unbeatable. I mean, Auburn was supposed to be this great team, but I never thought they were a great team. They got manhandled today by who did they play? A and M. Texas A and M. They got manhandled. Auburn can't make threes. They can't win away from home. So no. then you say, well, Baylor has a chance. Well, then Baylor yeah, goes no. out and loses yesterday. Then you say Duke has a chance. Well, we won't even talk about that right now. Yeah. Then Kansas has a chance. I mean, Kansas is one, but they take a choke job. Uh, yeah, it seems I, like I it's, think they. I think they're playing TCU right now, and I don't think. I think that's a pretty close game. I mean, it's just one of those things where I don't know. You know, the historical blue buds have are just like kind of, kind of like more of an average. And then you have the Big right Ten's now. number one, Illinois, that just is. Um, they're like on and off like a flight switch. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were you can texting today. You can get the A game, or you can get the. F. I don't know. I wasn't gonna say D, but yeah. We were texting about that. It just you have no confidence in in them at all. So uh, on the flip side, I think it is going to make for great theater. Um, It is going to um, make this tournament. We we're going to talk about why it's just the greatest tournament out there, the greatest sporting event for a month. I mean, it's just nonstop basketball. It's going to be the chance. Realist, where the little the little guy has a chance to finally win. They talk about in college football, the little guy never has a chance, and we saw why that well, is. Oh yeah, college football is so much different. But um, college basketball this year, I think, I think someone's going to come out, some team you really don't expect make it to the final four. And um, well, Arizona's a good team. I mean, by record, but I don't know if I'm really sold on them. Well, they struggled yesterday. I forget who they were playing, but I was watching that game. It was I think Stanford. They beat Stanford by four points yesterday. So. It's just one of those things where, again, I, it's yeah. it's all about matchups. It can be about who you end up playing. Um, you know, you know, there's going to be some unseating where people are going to be all upset, saying, "Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have been the seed that they are." Um, it's going to be really interesting. And I hate that when they say all those things. It doesn't matter. You still got to win six games to win a national championship in March Madness. So. I don't care who you played. When if you win a national championship, it's well deserved. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't care if you played a 12 seed, a 15 seed, and a 14 seed. Those teams that that the 12, 15, and 14 seed still had to beat the team that they beat that were much better than them. So I hate that narrative of they played an easy team. You still got to win tough games, man. Arch is all about survive and advance. So every win counts. Yeah. So the exciting thing is starting Tuesday, first games of the tournament start. So we're just days away. Um, you get the first four on uh, or the whatever they call those play in first four games, first round, I guess they call it on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then I guess the quote unquote second round or the official start of the tournament on Thursday. Oh, really? They'll pick eleven seed from the play in games that might <laughs> win the national championship this year. Yeah, and again, every year it seems like somebody from those first four have made it to the final four, like UCLA last year. So this is it. If you love basketball, if you love watching college sports. If you love just having a good time, going out and partying and drinking and sitting and watching some games, this is the month that we are not advertising drinking alcohol, folks. Nope, not at all. We we absolutely not. Let me just tell you, we were with somebody who was drinking a cold one. He was putting them down left and right. I was worried for him having a nice cold beer earlier and um, never felt a thing. It was a root beer, but he was relaxed while we were nervous watching the game. So I mean, maybe that's the key. Maybe. Maybe you just drink root beer and um, all your problems go away. So um, I don't know. It's just going to be really um, you're going to have those moments that you remember. You're going to have those last second shots. I love watching. I love going scrolling through Twitter and them showing, you know, some of the highlights. And you're like, yeah, I remember that. And then, of course, maybe you have those storylines. Maybe you have those. Maybe you have Coach K. Go out on top as a national champion, right? You know what I have to say to that? What's that? We want six. Or maybe you have Tom Izzo renamed March Izzo. Well, he's it, definitely on track to do that it, with the way his March has been going oh this God, year. I saw a tweet from a, um, a Michigan State fan about how they were back, and this is March, and they're resetting it. That was yesterday with like six minutes left in the game when they were up by whatever yeah. they were up by 20, and then – 
I think three straight possessions, they couldn't even get the ball in bounds, and they only won by four. So might have been a little premature tweet there, but, um, you know, it's Izzo. It's not March. Well, so. it's – I think the Big Ten just isn't – just – what they do every year. They just beat themselves Well, that's up. what I'm saying. I think the Big Ten would love to see Michigan get in, would love to see the Big Ten. I know, do many you really don't think Michigan's getting in the tournament? No. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> I, okay. uh, you think they are? Yeah. After they beat Ohio State, they really all said that they're a lock now to get in the tournament. Now, granted, they shouldn't have lost to Indiana. That's ridiculous. But I don't know. I mean, but I'm going to tell you what. See, I think this is what the Big Ten needs. I think, again, when we get out of conference and we play these teams that are not used to playing the way the Big Ten plays, whether, again, some of you may consider it ugly basketball. You call it whatever you want. It wins games. And I think it'd be really interesting to see once the Big Ten gets away from its familiarity with the teams that they're well, I feel playing. Like that's what they kind of do every year. I feel like the Big Ten, I guess, other than what was it last year, they had kind of kind of crumpled. But yeah, I feel like every year they get out of Big Ten play and they start to like take a new. I don't even know that they they take a deep breath and they start to be able to play basketball again because they're not beating each other up all year. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the Big Ten just does the same thing in football. They just trounce each other and beat each other up and then they go and play against a, you know a different conference and then they just don't have it because they've been beat up they're you know half the team they were two months ago now we talked about this before the playoffs in the nfl and it kind of came to fruition when we talked about the overtime and everything we just said this is the greatest sports spectacle um over a period of time but would there be anything you would change about march madness um year round I'm just, I don't know. I'm just wondering if there's anything that you they could do to even make this tournament better than it already is. Um, um, do you like the play-in games at the beginning? Do you think yeah, this should just I don't, be? I don't mind it. I don't have a problem with it, I guess. It gives more teams a chance. Yeah, I, I mean, it. it shows in basketball. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're 3-24 and and the other team's 29-0. and There's still a good chance that that 3-24 and team, by the numbers, shouldn't win, but it's still going to happen. Well, let me tell you what I want, because I said this back during the NFL playoffs, and when we talked about what was going on with football, you know what's going to happen if Ohio State and Michigan make it to the second round. They're going to end up playing Sunday night at 1030. Well, yeah, that's what I don't like. Oh, my gosh. I mean. They'll either play at noon during a weekday, or they'll play at 1030 in uh, West. They spread these games out nowadays. Like on Saturday, they'll have a game at 12 and a game at 2. And then they'll stick three games on at six, seven, eight, and then three games on at nine, ten, and eleven. And it's yeah. like, well, what about between noon and six? Why don't you throw some more? I just, I again, I'm a proponent that we got to think of everybody, whether you're on the West Coast, the East Coast, the kids. Like, give us as many games as possible when my eyes are about to fall asleep. Because I, uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. By midnight next Saturday, I'm going to be can't wait to fall asleep here, folks. So, um, Oral House State or Michigan are going to play Thursday at. 10:30 at night so it's just going to be a pain so um it is again like i said i think the greatest spectacle it's wonderful it gives everybody that chance that one shining moment we will have a special podcast out monday probably or tuesday um, with all of our predictions in the tournament our upsets our final four our national champions um so we got a lot to look forward to and um next weekend on Sunday, we'll have a lot to talk about in terms of where we are after the first round of the tournament. So it's going to be pretty exciting. So March Madness is taking over. And for us, we're excited because it leads in then to the Masters. We know that Monday and then that Thursday, first round of the Masters. So a lot to look forward to. And for everybody, it should be because spring will finally be here. So oh, we'll get a snowstorm. It'll be three inches. We'll be, you'll have another 15 days off of work from snow between now and then. And I'll be working oh, here with we go 15 with inches of snow. Just, and it's f- the first round of the Masters. All you gotta do is get sick like me. You get days off work. They'll make me work. <laughs> Gosh. All right. So, anyways, March Madness. You're still breathing. You're still clocking in. Yeah, barely breathing, but hey, today's the best day I felt. So, it feels pretty good. All right. So, anyways, let's go now to the NFL. There's a ton of NFL news since we last talked. Trying to figure out where to go. Um, right off the bat, something that really has nothing to do with players, but we'll talk about before I forget about it. I see Joe Buck is leaving Fox to go to ESPN. He's going to partner with Troy Aikman, so they're going to take their Fox over to ESPN and do Monday Night Football, basically putting together the best Monday Night Football tandem in a long, long time. And it's really going to make Thanksgiving Day different 
Um, I mean, you kind of get used to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, whether you like him or not, calling football games. Troy Aikman at every Dallas Cowboy game you're going to miss. Um, it's going to be kind of interesting. And now who the hell's Fox going to get to cover baseball and football? I mean, that's a that's a it's, it's a pretty it's I, it's just a shock. I can't believe he's leaving. Again, I know most of you could care less, but I think it's a pretty significant thing for the NFL to shake things up like that. Yeah, I mean, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I don't mind listening to them. I like listening to them. Talk it's football. definitely going to be an uptick from Monday Night Football. I mean, think well, of the they people. always just seem to like have a different crew. Every yeah, Sunday, I mean, you so. had first of all you had Booger McFarland a few years ago. Oh my goodness! And then you had Greasy, and oh my goodness, in that group this past year, I think. And it's just it's been rough. So um, kind of interesting. And again, for baseball, we're going to talk about baseball in a little bit. Joe Buck, obviously with his dad, the voice of baseball, Major League Baseball. So um, again, it's going to be kind of interesting. But let's start first of all, Aaron Rodgers. Doon, doon. It's over. He's back. The Packers are going to win the NFC North. We'll crown them the champions. Um, let's get, they'll be the number one seed, and um, hopefully somebody beats them in Green Bay. I'm ready for that. Well, they showed it's not too difficult this year, at least. If you got Jimmy G on the other side, it's you, not difficult. You and I were texting, though. I, I still think the Detroit Lions are going to be a sleeper team as time goes on. I think they're slowly but build, slowly but surely building a different culture. And, you know, I think this Aaron Rodgers thing is one of these things we take for granted. I mean, in sports, how many times do we say, well, okay, they're going to win. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest. Who's going to beat him? I mean, we've learned in sports that's not always the case. And you just wonder at some point, is this going to catch up to Green Bay? I mean, just because he's walking on the field. I don't know. I mean, he's not getting any younger either. No, he's like 38, I thought. I mean, the pieces of the puzzle there in Green Bay haven't changed. Um, I know they got... You know, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, but still, you just it still wonder, wasn't enough to get the job done yeah, last year. So. so I just wonder what else they're looking to add because, like I said, I, it seemed like a discombobulated mess last year. And while Aaron Rodgers isn't dragging this out, um, and again, I, I think the Packers' schedule playing Minnesota twice, um, the bike, um, Chicago twice, and the Lions twice make everyone think right away they're already 6-0. and But yeah. um, I don't know. So Aaron Rodgers is back. We don't got to talk about him anymore. So the nice thing is here on the podcast, folks, guess what? We're not going to have to talk about him until September or August. So hallelujah. How great is that? Um, so like I said, I, I don't I don't think the, the North is an automatic given for the Packers, but we'll see. Um, there's definitely some interesting things out there. Another thing that just broke about two hours ago is Deshaun Watson is not going to be charged. He's been out of the NFL ever since a lot of sexual accusations came out against him. Um, apparently it went to a grand jury. The grand jury said there wasn't enough evidence to, um, prosecute him. So there's no doubt he's going to be able to play football again. I mean, uh, feels like it's been way longer than a year though. Yeah. And I mean, Again, we're not. We're all we're going to talk here is sports, and I mean the Texans have been a hot, hot mess. We already talked about that situation and their new head coach, but oh lord. Um, but he's probably going to be the most sought-after quarterback on the market now, and there are definitely some teams that need, a, would love, I think, to have him. I mean, to be honest with you, how cool would it be to see him in Pittsburgh? I mean, Jeez, could you imagine them with him? On the yeah, team? I mean, I, could you imagine that running back, that wide receiver core? Is anyone that's going to get him? And I mean, I don't know what. Whatever happened with Sean Watts, I don't know if it's all true or if it's not true. Whatever, I don't know. It's not like I want to know. But if there's anyone that's going to be able to calm him down and keep him into a, a team environment and make him a good person, I feel like Tom, Mike Tomlin, is yeah. the guy. I mean, I I don't think he's a guy uh, people mess around with. I think he's a guy that he's when the man's talking, you listen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could you, I couldn't even imagine getting Watson into the AFC right now on a team like Pittsburgh. I mean, it would just be diabolical. So, again, bottom of the screen on ESPN, they're talking about the teams that could be interested in him. Of course, San Francisco, the Saints, um, you know, Tampa Bay, obviously, because we don't know what's going on with Brady. But, I mean, he's going to be one of the most sought-after NFL players. He was dynamic when he was playing, and I think he would add instant credibility to any team. But I would love to see him on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I mean, that would make that division just – Lethal. Yeah. Uh, and Baker Mayfield then would still be the fourth best quarterback. Yeah, I think the Browns would go from 
week one Super Bowl championship on their mind to about week five or six, you know, rebuild. It would be interesting. So that that was just breaking today as well. And then the big news that broke a couple days ago is we have Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. To the Denver Broncos. And um, you and I were texting about. ESPN thinks completely different than we did about the trade. They thought it was a good trade, huh? They said it was an A plus or an A for C, or for Denver and a D for Seattle. So I guess the thing that I was looking at as I was watching the coverage this week, I get Denver has a very young group of wide receivers, running back. So we number one, Denver has a great defense. So if you don't know anything about the Denver Broncos, they do have a great defense. They play good this year in most games. Offensively, though, they were about as um, you and I probably could have led them to some more offensive touchdowns than what they were doing but bottom line is um i guess maybe because we don't their players are young they haven't necessarily hit the scene yet that i'm sitting here thinking it doesn't seem like the greatest and again i hate to say this but i feel like russell wilson ain't getting any younger either well i mean at just at some point after time like when you have a guy a superstar i guess is what you want to say there for that long it's just sometime you have to move on yeah and i mean i just I completely disagree with the whoever rated that the trade was good for Denver because I think Seattle was making a proactive move instead of holding on to a guy that didn't want to be there. So, I mean, you can hold on to him for another four years and, you know, not win anything. A guy that's not going to want to be there, have, you know, team chemistry issues. You're going to have your, I mean, just from top to bottom of the organization would have just caused problems. You'd had a lot of people fired. And I just think it was a proactive move that they were making in, in the future, knowing that it was going to come someday. So... And when I'm talking about Seattle getting the better end of the deal here, listen, Denver's record is going to be better than Seattle's for the next couple of years. I'm yeah. not arguing that, folks. But I'm saying what they have to build from this point on. Yeah. Um, again, this is not the best quarterback class. So they, I mean, they could be a team that maybe goes out and gets Watson or someone. Um, but it's kind of interesting. I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like in the end, those draft picks are so valuable. There's so much you can do with them. And like you said, Russell had kind of burned his bridges, I think, there. Pete Carroll's probably on his way eventually out. He's 70-some years old. Um, I think in the long run, Seattle wins in that trade. I think Denver's got maybe a couple years with Russell Wilson. I mean, Wilson's yeah. not playing until he's 50, folks. Um, so granted, is he a great leader? He does a lot out in the community. I see all that stuff on TV. I'm not arguing that. And uh, maybe him and Judy will be the next great you know, quarterback, wide receiver duo, I don't know. Um, and, again, Denver's got that solid defense. But, again, we talked about this every week in our podcast. That AFC is absolutely loaded, folks. The NFC is just so wide open for whoever wants to do it. But that AFC is crazy. I mean, it's, it is unbelievable to think the names, the quarterbacks in that conference. Um, I just, I just don't know if this – I don't buy it. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think Denver's going to be a tough out, but I don't feel like Russell Wilson takes Denver to the, any, any elite class. I just, I think Seattle should be happy. I mean, like I said, I think they're unloading a, a guy that, obviously they know that Russell Wilson's better than Drew Locke. They know that. That's not that they're, they're not trying to say that there's even any justification that they're equal, but it's a guy that didn't want to be a part of the organization and a guy that's been there for a while and it's just time to move on. If you hold on to the guy, it's just a waste, I think. And holding on to a guy that doesn't want to be there and a guy that's ready to move on, and it's just, I think, better for Seattle 100%. And it's kind of like a tr- – not that it's relatable to the the Tampa Bay Bucks getting Tom Brady, but it, I mean, I just – he's not going to be there, you know, another, you know, six, seven years. You know, I mean, it's just – he's not going to be. So no, they're, they're, they're trading to win now and not win in five years. So, and, and again, let's let's just let's listen in this case you forget. The AFC West has the Chiefs. You're gonna play Patrick Mahomes twice. You're gonna play the Chargers twice. <laughs> I mean, you got a pretty good team out there. And um, yeah, since they got a Khalil Mack. Yeah, Khalil Mack's coming over from Chicago. I mean, can you imagine Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa coming at you? I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. You're gonna Patrick Mahomes gonna be doing some dancing this year. A couple games out of the year. And the Raiders, well, I mean, the Raiders are the Raiders. You don't know what you're going to get. But, I mean, it's not like that's the easiest division in football to begin with. No. So, um, I I just don't – to me, it, it doesn't – I don't know. I just am not crazy about it. I'm not saying that Denver didn't get 
better than they were. Like you yeah. said, Drew Locke, again, I don't know, the guy might be the greatest human being ever, but he never seemed to be a star in the NFL. So I just, I don't know if it was that great of the trade that they're all talking about. But again, we'll see what happens. But it's definitely makes Denver a better team, makes the AFC even that much tougher. So a lot going on there. Now I did see though, if you're looking for a quarterback, and I've seen this, and maybe I don't know how much oh, you Colin spent Kaepernick? on Kaepernick. Yeah, the Colin yeah. Kaepernick. I've seen this Twitter. I don't know if best shape of his life. Yeah, I don't know who's putting this out there. If it's him, his people, or what. But it is still amazing that that man has not at least been given a chance. I mean, what him and Jim Harbaugh did in San Francisco is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about some of those quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now, how somebody doesn't at least sign him and give him a chance to show off if he can do anything. I mean. It's, yeah, I don't think it hurts to have him see him in practice and then see him in a couple of preseason games. Yeah. I'm surprised a team like that. Pittsburgh wouldn't give him a gamble or something. I yeah. I just find that really interesting. But I noticed there's so I've, many questionable character guys. I don't think Colin Kaepernick's a questionable character person. He just was like kind of like a Tim Tebow guy. He was like a he was a he was a novelty, right? Like he was like a press time. guy. He was a guy that just tracked people for him kneeling during the national anthem. But so. he can play. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand the Super Bowl. why you, you wouldn't sign a guy like that. So, I mean, no offense if you sign a guy like Tim Tebow. You, it wouldn't make sense why you wouldn't sign a guy like Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Or there's, I mean, there's so many other guys in the NFL that you could talk about that I feel like Colin Kaepernick would just blow out of the water, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm not an NFL GM, so I don't make those decisions. be interesting to see. So I've seen that a lot on Twitter lately. So remember last week, I think we said the NFL was quiet it was a quiet week we didn't talk much about the nfl but guess what the nfl came back guns a blazing this week um the franchise tags i guess are complete and all that kind of good stuff and now the build-up is for the draft the build-up is for who um and what and, and um, so there's a lot going on here and i think next week we'll have a lot more to talk about as well with the nfl but without question that was pretty interesting and then the one story that maybe got a little overlooked uh, at least for, you know, except for the couple hours it was, was, of course, the gambling suspension um, in the NFL that was given out. What was your take on that one? I mean, it's an interesting take to suspend a guy that's retired. So that's all. I, I mean, that's, I think I think that's the first thing I said to you was this is a nice little suspension for a guy that's in retirement. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, interesting. I saw, I saw that he bet like 10000 but lost like $11 million. I think the guy's already gone through enough. <laughs> He's already gone through enough. He's played for the Falcons. He had to watch his team lose from 28 to 3, uh, being up 28 to 3 and lose Super Bowl to Tom Brady and lost a million, $11 million on gambling. I mean, guys, just leave him alone. So I totally get you're not allowed to bet on your own team. Um, but you're not allowed to gamble. But if you want to beat up your wife, that's just, you know, a little, just a little band aid. That's all. Yeah, you kind of wonder where that priorities are. I mean, we've had some really bad situations in the NFL. Some players do some horrendous things, and they get fined or suspended for a game or two. Um, but I'm an NFL wide receiver, and I bet on another game in the NFL. I mean, I don't know. I think uh, the sad thing is, is the NFL is the one that's promoting the gambling. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Sports is about gambling now. It's as much about fantasy and gambling as anything. So it. it's kind of interesting. Um, I get you not being able to bet on your games. I, I totally get that. Um, it's just odd. I think, again, it's one of these things that it's 2022, and maybe by 2032 it's a completely different mindset. But it's going to be probably the slow evolution of how the mindset changes of gambling and sports and athletes um, I don't know. I feel like I need to put a little money on something. Oh, God, no. You're yeah. back on this again. Yeah. You'll be like Calvin Ridley losing $11 million. I feel like I need to get back in the game. No. no. You are just, just ridiculous. Really? Ridiculous. Somebody get the gambling hotline right now. I know, but I need money. I need money. So My I need money, I need it now. <laughs> so anyways, so the NFL, a lot going on this week. We'll see where it takes us. All right, so Major League Baseball fans, if you are out there, you're happy because we're going to have more playoff teams and we're actually going to have baseball in April. So Major League Baseball is back. The owners, the players, they figured out how to make this work somehow. In the end, um, I think they're 
I know they're changing a couple things and double headers and how oh, and then they're banning the shift. Yeah, they're both going to the DH, right? Oh, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, if you are a baseball fan, a person that's played baseball, if you are banning the shift, you're just getting rid of the value of a good manager. I mean, it's just atrocious. I don't know. That's just my take on it. I feel like anyone that's played a lot of baseball in their life should agree with me, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm an idiot, but I just think that's atrocious. You're just... You're, you're falling victim to other sports where they just only care about offense instead of caring about good good baseball, good basketball, good football. It's just atrocious. It's terrible. An unbelievable mistake. Uh, I don't know. I can't really say anything good about that decision. I'm assuming that I thought it was I thought I read that it was official that the, they're agreeing that to no, to ban the shift in People are, I read some tweet, and I wanted to say a lot of things back to it, but they said, like, oh, I went to a baseball game, can't wait to see an amazing shift. Like, okay, I understand it's not the most uh, glamorous thing, but it's also good coaching. I mean, if you're an MLB player, you're one of the best players in the world, you should be able to hit the ball the other direction, you should be able to bunt the baseball. That's something that's taught when you're five years old. Time out, time out. Folks, I am getting a fire extinguisher because, yes, Stephen is on It's fire. ridiculous. Oh, it's Lord. just atrocious. Remember when he was giving me those dirty looks about Toledo? Oh, my God. He is on fire right now. I just, I just, I'd like to debate with anyone as how that's not a good, how that's a smart decision for baseball. Maybe we can find someone to debate you next week. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Anybody out there want to debate Stephen on this, we'll get you on. We'll get yeah, you I, I will. I will pay for your plane ticket. Toledo, because that's just ridiculous. Wow, wow, folks! How could anyone could support that and like baseball? It's just out of my. It's, it, but it's also the same thing that everyone wants to see the home run. They don't care about hitting for average. That's what attracts fans now. It just it doesn't matter if it's a if it's a two hour game and there's ten home runs hit. Everyone's happy. But if it's a you know a game where you can't shift and don't know one knows how to bunt and knows how to no one knows how to hit it to right field or left field when they're a right handed or right handed hitter or left handed hitter, it's all good because you can hit a home run. It's more value to bat 250 and hit 50 home runs versus hitting 350 and hitting 25 home runs. So you're yeah. a better hitter, apparently. It's a, Look it, at the Yankees. It's worked a lot. It's worked very well for them recently. <laughs> Do you like the idea of um, getting rid of the single elimination wild card games, making it best of three? Um, to help maybe prove a better winner? I don't know. I like the way it was. I don't really have an issue with it. But I don't know. I, I can't really tell you until, I guess, next year when I see the new playoff changes so i don't know i don't what ain't broke don't fix it i guess isn't that the saying is yep. um i just what isn't broke don't fix it i just that's the way i felt like it was i felt like the mlb playoffs are amazing i don't really tend to watch too much of the regular season but the mlb playoffs i watch um i watch just about every game um until it's about 10 30 and then i start closing my eyes um during the weekdays but i love watching the mlb playoffs it's one of my favorite things to watch so i don't know i guess we'll have a uh, have a better uh, critique of it next year if it's if it's better or worse or whatever. But I'm sure. I mean, I like it. I'm sure. But still, I don't know. I'm still here, folks. In case in case you think I left, I'm not. I'm still here. Hey, you asked me a question. I'm answering the question. Uh, obviously, it's a talk no. show. It's not. We're not going to hear. We're not sitting here to talk to hear crickets. Jeez, jeez, Louise. All right. We need. We need. Maybe we need to bring some celebrities on. Like we need to bring in celebrity. Politicians, people like that, to let you like debate. who, like Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, why not him? I don't get it. Why is he the first one that comes to your mind? Because we were talking about this. Somebody needs to step up and explain these gas prices to us, folks. We oh, can't even God. drive to each other's house anymore because gas is too much. <laughs> I saw something on uh, on Steve Twitter. Rode his bicycle here today <laughs> in sub. Freezing temperatures. I saw on Twitter, it's just something about how I put $10 of gas into my car and it went, <laughs> and it was like choking, and I just thought it was hilarious. If you're out there, we want you on the show. Hey, I don't care. I mean, it's going to be kind of a boring conversation, but. Uh, it, it would be so much fun. We need, we, we, somebody, we somebody with a needs... big name on this show once. Yeah. I didn't have to pee. I'd rather get a sports person, but whatever. All right. Take what you can get. Beggars can't be choosers. Maybe we can get the UT um, basketball coach to come on the show. Oh, God. You know, I'll nice? have to get the police in here we for could, you. We could ask them, you know, how great, how successful it is, how nice it is to always be, you know, second-round losers in the conference championship game. That'd be fun. A lot of fun. 
He's ruined my Saturday. I was going to go to Cleveland. Not even Saturday. Watch the game tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Now I got to sit here and, and watch Duke, North Carolina, maybe. I mean, it'd be a good game still to watch, but yeah. I'm just saying, absolute dog crap. Ugh. All right. Anyways, baseball's back. We'll have a baseball preview as time goes on. I got to do a little more research. Love the Tigers, though. They're going to be. You really think the Tigers? No, I mean, I don't know if they're going to like make the playoffs, but I think they'll be dramatically better than they were last year. I just Young think... team, and they're going to continue to get. They're going to probably get another solid draft pick coming up. And what about the Guardians? Know. Oh yeah, I forgot about them. How about the Guardians? I was looking up at a, at tickets for like Tigers, and I actually looked up um, their former team name, and I was like, "Who are the Guardians?" Like I completely like just forgot that they're the Guardians. Are you looking up now. tickets already. I was looking at tickets for yeah. I'll explain to you later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like kind of forgot that they're a different name now. Yeah, so it's a it's a tremendous name, just like the commanders and stuff. Yeah, pretty interesting for sure. Yeah, it was really good creative thought process and stuff. So they're really good. All right, and as we close the show, we talk a little bit of golf. Um, we talked about this last week. One of the bigger golf. Tournaments of the year. First one, probably, the Players' Championship. Yeah, I mean, one of, it's top five. Man, yeah. The majors and then the players. I mean, people, a lot of people know it because even if you don't follow golf, it has the island green. It's, you know, people kind of see a bunch of commercials. And Big things. Rick won there just a few years yeah. ago, yeah. seven years ago. So a lot of people know about it. So, of course, since we... Big Rick really kind of made the tournament the players. Well, you know, without that, without him, it was just, you know, some tournament and... In May and March. At least I don't have to watch him butcher himself out there this week since he didn't qualify for it. But anyways, um, we are we went there last year. We go in the summertime, and down south it rains all the time in the summertime, so we've dealt with the rain down there. But this week, Florida's had beautiful weather, and now it's become a monsoon down there. And um, they're not even through the first round of the tournament. They're not even going to start till at least 11 o'clock tomorrow. Um, tournament's going to go into Monday, which is disappointing because sun- Sunday evening would have been kind of cool for everybody to watch. I guess you just watch it, stream it at work on Monday, um, unless you have the day off like I do. Um, well, unless you don't work like you do. But. Yeah. And, I mean, the tournament may go into Tuesday. I mean, depending on how much rain they get tonight. Um, Could you imagine? What are the guys going to do for the following week? I don't know what's the, what the tournament is after that, but they won't be. They won't even practice. They'll just be like Brooks Koepka and just a, when you see me on the tournament, when you see me on TV, that's when I first play it. Yeah, and if you had a hotel room, you were booking, or I don't know, it'd be kind of interesting. Um, so, you know, and then I hear Sunday morning it's supposed to be like in the twenties there, so it's going to be what's absolutely. No, we we golf in the twenties all the time, but those crybabies will be all cold and freezing. And Bruce Koepka won't want to play. I can tell you that. Now, the the island green may freeze. It'll be bouncing it like ice over the water there. So it's supposed to be really windy. So the guys are destroying the course right now. I mean, it's flooded. It's as soft as soft can get. But um, now um, it's going to be, um, I think, getting tougher as the cold weather and the wind pick up. That's what I think. What do you think? I don't know. I think, I think it's. I mean, I understand that when it's wet like that, it, you know, obviously grip of everything and gets more a little more difficult. But you also have a course that's more gettable when it's wet like that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's some big names. A lot of guys are playing pretty well. Problem is, some of the guys are already done. Some of the guys had to play through all the rain today. I mean, for those of you that golf, I don't think there's anything worse than playing just in a constant rain. Of course, we don't usually ever do it because we just say we'll golf another day. They have to. I mean, when we go on a trip or something, we'll go off in the rain if we have to. But, I mean, it's just, I don't know. There's such big names. It's just disappointing that a big tournament like this can't just kind of have its normal four days, showcase a great golf course. I'm not going to lie to you as I was watching it today. I just makes me want to go back there. Um, it's a fun golf course. It's a neat. It's got so much history, um, some great shots, some horrendous shots. just makes you think, um, I just wish you could be there. So, it's kind of interesting um, to see um, in a, a golf course that also makes things change so much. Like on Thursday in the little bit of golf that they played, Harold Barner was seven under going to the Island Green. Guy knocks the ball in the water, almost knocks the second one in the water, makes a triple bogey, and then bogey's 18. He loses four shots in two holes. There's not many golf courses in the world that the PJ Tour players play that you can lose four shots in two holes. 
I mean, and considering you have a wedge in your hand in one of them. Yeah. So um, it's... it's considering the fact that he hit, like, almost near the middle of the green and it just went backwards. Yeah. And, again, it's just... It's one of those things that I just... I'm disappointed for golf that they're not going to get a chance to kind of show off everything that they have to everybody because most people are not watching on Monday. And, no. and they're definitely probably not going to be watching on Tuesday. So You'll be able to watch on Monday, though. I will. I do go to the doctor at 2.30, though. So. Oh, well, just watch it before 2.30. And then watch it while you're at the doctor. But what are the finals between, like, 2.30 and 3? Well, then that sucks to be you. Yeah. Could be at work, like everyone else. Well, I don't know. I work I work a lot. Maybe, <laughs> not recently. Maybe, maybe, instead of, since I'm not going to a basketball game, maybe I plan on working tomorrow night. There you go. I know you like to work on the weekends, so. I'll probably be in the office from 5 to 10 tomorrow night, so there. There you go. That's a I'll nice be make- little morning. Nice no, little no. Four hours, basically, that's work. in the evening. I'm I know. I'm work. saying it's just like going to work and getting that's four hours of work done. That's what I'm saying. That's how, that's how dedicated I am. So yeah, There you go. You are. So there you go. Dedicated to your craft. See that? I will be at work tomorrow. So um, tomorrow night. I'll that sounds it. like a fun Saturday night for you. Yeah. I'm dedicated. I care about my work. Mm-hmm. I'm a dedicated person. No, I never said you weren't. So there you go. So you can't make fun of me having all these days. I'm not off. making fun of you. Yes, you are. You are. I'm just stating a fact. No. So you know, I, I'm a hard worker. Hard worker. I never said you weren't. See, he says I'm not, folks. You heard it. Oh my gosh. So anyway, so we did make our picks. Kevin Kisner, I picked. He was minus four after round one. So he's kind of right up there. That kind of has me excited. Yeah. Um, I picked him because he's the straightest driver on the PGA Tour. And I figured with the rain and the the deep rough and the fact that they're going to let the players pick the balls up and clean them and give them perfect lies, that, I mean, being in the center of the fairway every time definitely is going to help a lot. Um, and, again, it's kind of nice. I saw Dustin Scottie Johnson. Scotty Scheffler's four under. Yeah, Scotty is on fire Corey right Connors, now. Connors, two under. I mean. And Colin Warakawa, I don't know where he's at. It's pretty interesting. Scotty, wow, already two wins this year, one last week. Um, off to a great start. I mean, he's. I think he's going to be a force to reckon with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's going to probably be an impactful player on the um, U.S. Ryder Cup team for another 20 years. No, 15 years. Paul Asinger said it last week that he felt like once he win, then things would just kind of fall from there. So without question, um, again, it's kind of it's amazing. We're going to be in the middle of Saturday afternoon, and we're still going to be probably waiting for the first round <laughs> and get completed. So... If you're a golf fan, you kind of get used to watching Saturday, Sunday, watching the drama build up. And the biggest week of the year, guess what? The worst weather, and we're not going to get to see it. So hopefully, though, in a month at Augusta, we'll have beautiful four days, and we'll end it on a Sunday evening. So anyway, so a lot to talk about this week, a lot going on. Um, You're going to hear our voices in just a few days as we get ready to make our NCAA picks. It is definitely in that time of year where there is so much going on. Yeah, there's always times when during the sports world kind of quiets down a little, but right now it is action-packed. It is nonstop, um, and that's what we're most looking forward to, being able to talk a ton of sports and, and giving you an idea of what um, what we think is going to happen, even though our picks most of the time are not always working out. They work like 50% of 100% of the time or whatever that saying is. What? 100% 50% of the time or something like that. It's supposed to be a stupid saying. Gotcha. As, as we're talking, we're watching the Michigan State game in Wisconsin in the Big Ten. And, folks, remember, it's not March. It's Izzo. Well, That's right, because Michigan State's leading by two with 16 seconds to go. It's Izzo. Yes. So let's make one prediction. So you say, without question, Michigan's in the tournament come Sunday. I think they're in the tournament, yes. They said they were in the, they said they were in the first, last four, or first four without the bubble, you know, like the playing games. Mm-hmm. And then they beat Ohio State. And then they lost to Indiana, which also beat Illinois today, too. So so you think they are, you don't even think they're going to be one of like the playing games? Oh, they might be one of the playing games, but I think gotcha. they are going to play at least. And what seed do you think they'd be? Um, I assume if they're in, the, well, don't they have to be a 11 seed if they're in the playing seed. games? Because gotcha. it's 11 and 6, obviously, they're not going to be a 6. So they have right. to be 11 seed or, or higher, I guess. But right. usually those are like, a little more like the you know non power five, but I guess they could be a twelve seed. Okay. I mean, they didn't have much room to. They don't have much to much wiggle room, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just hope there's not some conference bid stealers out there. Yeah, I mean, if they have like a bunch of, if they have five spots between now and Sunday Sunday at three, you know, take 
spots away, then yeah, I mean, I mean Penn State goes through and wins the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, I think that's that's gonna be an issue. But yeah. all right, everyone. Well, listen, like wait, I said, wait, wait, we still got Tiger Woods the Hall of Fame induction. Oh my gosh, I did forgot. you ready to forget? Yes, I did. So how could you forget something like that? You mentioned your boy. I know. I watched every second of it. You were the one that wasn't watching it. I was watching my show. Well, you can always watch your show whenever, and I can watch the same thing. I can watch that too, as whenever I want to. I was also at the gym too, so that didn't help. No, I was. I'm dedicated to my craft. If you were really that big of a Tiger Woods fan, I think you'd be watching every second of it. That's you also way. can watch it later, like the same thing. Uh, so here we go with that story. You but just said it. Here we go with that. So Tiger Woods is a hall. It's kind of funny to say it. But he's officially a Hall of Famer in golf, which is the most absurd thing you ever heard. But again, in golf, everything's kind of done a little bit differently. So um, I was hoping at the end of his speech, which was, um, I guess, the speech everybody wants to hear Tiger say, because he never talked about golf in terms of majors and tournaments. He only talked about his mom and dad and everything, which people, of course, fell in love with. I just wish he would have ended it by saying, but the story isn't finished yet. Because I don't think the story is finished yet. Um, there's no doubt he's going to win again on the PGA Tour. Might not be this year. I think, though, one day he will. And, again, a person who already has it, he admitted about his faults. He admitted about how difficult things have gone, not always the way he wanted it to. Um, but he showed that, that vulnerable side where, again, that's what America likes. They love to build us up. They love to tear us down. And then they'd love to see kind of us rebuild ourselves. So... He definitely came full circle. And um, I think the thing that's really bothering me, though, about golf lately, and I think I retweeted this and made a quote about it, as I watch these golfers out there and I watch them complain about the Saudi tour and the PGA tour, you know, they're only living their lives that they're living right now. Charlie Hoffman is only able to be an average or below average PGA Tour player and live comfortably the rest below of his life. Below average, without question, I think. <laughs> okay. I think you were giving him a lot there. Below average PGA Tour player and be able to be who he is and live the comfortable life he has because of Tiger Woods. Um, there, anybody who loves the PGA Tour needs to give their left arm to Tiger Woods because he is they the have to give him a lower half of the leg pretty soon. Well, that's... I mean, there's no question. He's going to have some arthritis later in his life with all the things he's had. Yeah. He's Uh, he's a a walking, like, you know, he's somewhat of a miracle. Yeah. He's, like, not in tremendous pain all the time. And he probably is. But, again, just to know what he did, and I don't think enough people give him the thankfulness for what it is. There wouldn't be a Charles Schwab Cup or whatever they call it, the FedEx Cup. There wouldn't be the money that they're playing for. There wouldn't be the TV interest um, if it wouldn't be for Tiger Woods. And, again, I think all of those things escape everybody. They love to talk about his scandals and his accidents. But in the end, not only did Tiger Woods was the greatest player of all time, but he was the greatest player to influence and change a sport. So you can talk about LeBron James. You can talk about Tom Brady. But those men did not change their sport. Tiger Woods changed the sport of golf and, in fact, maybe saved the sport of golf from becoming something that just is uh, maybe something a couple people watch to what it is today. So um, he got what he deserved, I think, Tiger. And, um, well, he's humbled, and I think that's what made the story so great. Just, I don't. I mean, some people obviously play it off like, you know, they made a mistake, you know, I'm sorry. But, like, I think truly from the bottom of his heart, he, he realized how much he messed up. I mean... I'm a big Tiger Woods fan, but I mean, like, even his w- ex-wife even said like he's a great dad, um, and I think that obviously takes a lot to say from somebody that like obviously everyone knows what he did. So, yeah, I mean, um, I don't, I don't think he, they, she just said it just because. I think, I think he truly has started to show in the last couple of years like who he is as a person. Yeah, I think age obviously does that. The fact that he your life flashed before your eyes so things several times, his kids. Um, it, it, it is, it's interesting. I just, I wish Tiger Woods, uh, whatever I was watching, PGA Tour, 
review when he won the players years and years ago. I think it was win number 80 or whatever they said, and it was like 2012 or something or 2013. And I'm like, yeah, he, this he, is like nine years later, yeah. and he's only won a couple more. And it's like, could you imagine if this guy would have just been halfway healthy the last 10 years? Well, I mean, you think about it over about a span of 11 years from 1997 when he won the first Masters to 28, uh, 2008 when he won at Torrey Pines. I mean, he won 14 majors over 11 years. Yeah. Could you imagine if he had another 11 years of healthiness, keeping things in his pants and, you know, just keeping his mind straight and staying in the focus? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that he would have won more than 18, but I think it's hard to believe that he wouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's absolutely amazing. So, like I said, the greatest player, the greatest athlete to change his sport, he's where he belongs, the World Golf Hall of Fame. We've been there. Nice place to go and visit if you're ever in the st augustine area nice hotel right there go in if you love golf you got to go i mean if you don't care about golf i get it you're never gonna be interested in it but nice little putt putt course little island green you can hit to um and of course ponte Vedra beach and the players is right there too so um a nice little vacation spot for everybody so congrats to tiger when are we going to see him again out on tour i don't know we'll see him at the masters for sure at the part three contest i'm pretty sure it sounds like he's going to be there um, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe this year. I still think you might see him at some point this year. We'll just see. I can't believe they wouldn't see him. I mean, played in December and he looked like he was not far from, you know, being pretty healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it was like something that he tried to like do the least amount of walking he could, but still, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, not with everything. I'm not a medical person. I'm not a doctor, but I mean, it's been another four months, so. And just a quick update, Michigan State won. It is officially Izzo time. It is officially time to hear the green and the white. Folks, Michigan State, watch them in your bracket. Yeah, I mean, they might make another classic uh, run to the first weekend of the tournament and be bounced. Come on, say it with me, green, white. It's go green, go white, not green, white. See, I got him to do it, folks. (laughs) He's turning the other way. He's well, I think that makes his record now 500 this year in March. He so. was. He, he loved Michigan, but now he's going green and white. Oh, Lord. Oh. So, anyways, I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back in a few days. We're talking sports better than most people.